there's so many of us that are remembering. There's so many of us that, and there's different stages of remembering, right? But there's so many of us that have passed in doing priestess work and we're remembering. listen to your intuition, to quit your slave job, to be brave enough to figure out how to serve your sacred purpose. What is a priestess? There are so many beautiful, intuitive, historic, poetic, correct, and incorrect answers to this question. I'm going to tell you what a priestess is from my own perspective and experience. She is a daughter of she, made in her image and here to do her work. She is of the sacred, and she is on a sacred mission. She is whole under herself. She may choose to have a partner of any gender, but she does not need a man or anyone to take care of her or anyone to speak for her. She is a powerhouse a magnet. She is here to serve, to remember, to awaken to who she once was and who she is now. She is here to teach, to love, to experience. She is here to serve a purpose. When she awakens inside of you, it is an unparalleled experience. She will disrupt your peaceful pretending she will redirect your entire life. She is here to heal the collective. She and her sisters are waking up inside of us all over the planet. Some of us have already been awake for years, and some of us are just beginning to awaken. We each have a part in activating and healing the rest of our sisters. We each have a story to tell and we each have a seat in the circle. If she has already awakened within you, then it is time for you to be leading women's circles, red tents, sister gatherings. A priestess is she who hears the call, she who claims her place and answers it. I am going to be leading a red tent priestess activation training and women's empowerment experience. And it's going to be happening in Los Angeles, December 7th, 8th, and 9th. And I am so honored to be including many other incredible priestesses to facilitate and teach and share their wisdom with you. And I'm going to be interviewing these different priestesses for the podcast. So you're going to get a chance to learn about who is coming to sit in circle with us. And there's many different aspects of priestessing that we will be discussing here. And I'm so excited today will be the first interview with one of the priestesses that is coming. And her name is Priestess Grail Corsini. And with that, we'll just jump right in. Yes, we're live. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> okay, awesome. 
So I'm Jamie Black. I'm here um, on the Silver Lake Priestess podcast live with Priestess Grail. So excited to be here with you. So excited. Um, as you all know, we have our Red Tent Priestess activation coming up in December, and Grail is going to be one of the priestesses leading, teaching, facilitating, and sharing her magic and her wisdom with us. And so I am so happy to bring her here to have this live interview with all of you. So, Grail, welcome. Thank you, beautiful Jamie. I'm so excited. Very soon, we will be hugging each other in person. And yeah, it's just, it's been too long. I'm so honored to come to LA and share this medicine and magic that has been moving through me for many years. Uh, sacredness of the womb, the holiness of the blood, and connection with sisters, like in an entirely new way. Uh, the rawness and the richness that comes from the red tent activations is really something that I haven't experienced in any other sister circles. So uh, yes, absolutely looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be so epic. So just so I can share with everyone, um, I met Grail this summer at a red tent priestess activation in Ashland, Oregon. And Grail was there as well as priestess Laura Carmody. And it was extremely activating to me. It was the first time I'd ever been with other women identifying as priestess. And just you specifically, your energy is just so full of so much enthusiasm and so much joy. And yet you live this path very seriously. You live the mystery and you've had so much life experience already participating in this. But for me, it was just really like, it really just called me out. It was no longer this just idea of who I'd been in my past life or this way that I connect with myself really deeply and privately, but you are really living this practice and this path in your life and you share with other people. And so I just became so activated by you and by the entire experience that I felt very called to bring a Red Tent Priestess activation to Los Angeles. And so... I want to ask you some questions um, just to share with our audience. I've been sharing so much about what the term priestess means to me and what it is and what it isn't. And I would just love to hear a definition from you. What is, what is priestess to you? Okay. Specifically, a priestess for me is a woman who officiates uh, in the all the sacred rites of passage you know and over the years and where I am in my revolutions around the sun I'm 53 right now and the sacred rites of passage that have come directly through me to be able to really teach in an authentic way and to be a divine example of and to inspire globally the the family of women that I work with is directly related to how do you bring the sacred to childbirth, first blood, divine union, marriage, parenting, divorce, sovereignty, death, and rebirth. These nine major thresholds 
are what a priestess is always called to. So these like, you know, many different job descriptions come into that, of course. You know, we have like midwife, we have counselor, we have death doula, we have wedding officiant, we have, you know, like all of these uh, sex therapists, we have this, we have that, we have tantrika, we have like all these different things, right? But even me, I'm a trained midwife assistant. But now when I go to birth, I'm actually requested to be there to bring the sacred in an entirely different way, to priestess the childbirth, to priestess the marriage, to priestess the death, et cetera, on all those thresholds that I named. And how can I do that uh, walking the path of sacred living as myself, as what I personally live? Again, this is not like a dress up and play priestess game. You know, this is not like, oh, I'm here to only, you know, like, yes, ritual theater is actually a huge part of the experience of living as priestess. But it's not just like the one aspect, right? Like, it it is an all-inclusive, living, breathing, uh, totally committed and devotional paths. You know, I am a, uh, you know, my path of priestess is a dedicated path. I know that I was born to do this work. And so having that clarity and depth of understanding of that, this is what I am born to do. This is not like something that I'm just trying on or that's um, super trendy right now. Like amazing that you can go to like mainstream stores and get a shirt now that says goddess across the front right <laughs> you know um that even you know like how so much of this has become like very trendy like actually like no this is definitely very serious work very very serious work like huge getting involved in the intimacy of people's lives like so deep and knowing that you have the opportunity to transmute and transform dramatically people's lives in a happy, healthy, and holy way is, is a, yeah, a huge responsibility. Huge. I agree. Um, tell us a little about, uh, tell us a little bit about you finding that path. Tell us just a little bit about your journey into realizing that that is who you are and that that is how you're here to serve. Yeah. Well, I often tell people my first priestess training is uh, from an Italian restaurant on Long Island <laughs> in the town of Syosset, uh, where I was raised, you know, in the uh, like helping my grandmother at an Italian restaurant. And that was just like my first experience of what like service, like absolute service. Like what is it to like bring food to the people, you know, and what I do with that? How do I give in that way? How do I sparkle with what, whatever I'm like handing over 
to bring nourishment. And that's, you know, of course, like, you know, like there's like, there's the esoteric version of that and the pure physical version of that, but they both meet at the same place in like where I felt so confident in my first love language, which is service, right? Which is like, I feel most love when I receive divine service and I feel that I give the most love by service. And then of course, as a priestess, how do we keep that in balance? That's a whole other story. But um, I definitely, you know, that was a beginning point for me. And then as a dancer, I've danced since I was three. And uh, the absolute connection that I could feel with spirit, with my heart through the dance and the joy that the dance brought others And then, you know, as I continued on my spiritual path, you know, uh, my, my first like major spiritual, um, remembrance was even when I was like seven years old, making my Holy communion, I was raised Catholic, you know, and walking down that aisle and my gown and my, uh, flower wreath on my head and going to the altar and partaking in this ceremony. I was so completely at home in that. And, and wanting more. I, I was, you know, on my knees, uh, lighting candles to Mary. I was, uh, my, my uh, um, confirmation name for when I was, you know, making my confirmation was Bernadette because I was so connected to St. Bernadette who Mother Mary appeared to uh, in the grotto in Lourdes, France, you know, and these, like this way of devotion, doing the rosary. I was so into it, you know? And uh, I recall also as a child, we would visit um, uh, Sister Margaret Mary, who was a cloistered nun in a convent. And I was so moved by that. Her life was devoted to praying for the world every single day. (laughs) It's like, that's just, and she never went outside the walls of that convent. And so now, you know, of course, in, as my spirituality and my memories started to become more and more enhanced, it was like, of course, all those lifetimes that I was a priestess in the in Druid colleges, or I was part of, you know, uh, when I was a nun in the past, or, you know, any of the, those orders of beings, the Essenes, you know, those, those orders of beings that were like just so devoted to their prayer was something that was just so alive in me. And my parents also, you know, I, I come from a, a, a very strong spiritual background of devotion that we always prayed over our food, uh, that my parents always had circles in our home, uh, working with couples. And um, uh, they also had like a teen group when I was a teenager and younger that they had, they were working, you know, like helping teenagers find spirituality uh, and, and connection, you know, deep connection with their heart and with God. Uh, for me, you know, the divine feminine, I just really resonate with, I just always was, like I said, on my knees at Mary, you know, another aspect of the goddess, of course. And then, you know, as I, and I continued my path, you know, I had extraterrestrial experiences. I was, very strong on the red path for quite some time when I was in Southern uh, California. Uh, And then of course, my relationship with Avalon 
which I know, Jamie, you two have a really strong relationship with Avalon because we were both really blessed with uh, being barefoot on the land of Glastonbury, England. I'm so excited to link up with you and Avalon the next time uh, that we both are over there next year. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you teach at the Goddess Conference? I do annually. I've been very blessed to uh, be invited to teach, to priestess, and to perform uh, at the Goddess Conference of Glastonbury, England. That happens every year at the end of July. And I will, again, be uh, teaching and priestessing and performing and also bringing a group um, for, globally. I'm already, like, collecting anybody who wants to come and uh, have a magical adventure with me in Avalon. I love to have a good week before the conference to work with a sweet, intimate group of people. Uh, my preference is nine uh, to come with me. It's a doable number. You know, I'm not so much into herding cats um, <laughs> because I know what it is to have large groups and um, I love it. And I also like really love a, a, a really sweet and tight container and uh, to go really deep on the, to experience the goddess in the landscape uh, before the conference. And then we also celebrate Lamas as well uh, with the Glastonbury Goddess Temple, uh, which is a really beautiful opportunity to do as well. And because I've been so close with the family for over there for uh, almost over 12 years, um, I, it's, it's really sweet how I can invite my group into assist as well in uh, leading and co-creating that Lama ceremony. So maybe just keep that in mind when you're there. If you want to be in a, a part of our ceremony, that would be fantastic. Uh, and then go into the, the Goddess Conference, which is really a, an incredible way for men and women and children to gather globally to come into one spot on the Isle of Avalon. It's so incredible. And every year there's a different theme and, uh, you know, just all these teachers and, and really deep ceremonies to work through together and very inclusive, really, really, I've had only positive experiences every year. And I, I, I do feel so deeply honored to be so strongly welcomed into the family there and feel so comfortable because um, I know that you've shared with me as well, Jamie, that, yeah, Avalon's home. There's, there's certain priestesses that resonate with the Holy Isle and there's just no comparison. There's just, you know, I can go any time of the year and I'm home. <laughs> And I have, I've been there through all different times of year. So powerful, the place when I first, um, you know, I read The Mist of Avalon when I was younger and that was probably, um, that was the first initiation for me. It was an awakening, um, but it was just a story. And at one point I realized I could go there. And so when I was making my way from London and I got on a bus and of course it's the most beautiful bus ride that you've ever been on in your life <laughs> um, it looks like a movie but when I stepped off of the bus onto the aisle it 
I started crying. It was just in my chest. It was just like pulling at me. And so um, I'm definitely wanting to bring some sisters out there as well. Just there's so many of us that are remembering. There's so many of us that and there's different stages of remembering, right? But there's so many of us that have passed in doing priestess work and we're remembering. And of course that we've lived in different temples and served different communities. Um, but all of us are remembering all over. And so the Goddess Conference is also just an incredible place for so many women all over the world that are awakening and remembering. And that's the experience though that I had. So I would love to, for you to talk to us about your Goddess Temples. Um, I haven't been to the one in Shasta, but I have been to the one in Ashland, Oregon. And that has been my experience as well, is that it is a place where women all around that are waking up to the priestess path or the priestess call without even necessarily knowing that's what's going on. Maybe they just find like a retreat or a discussion that's being offered there and then they just show up. Um, it's an incredible meeting place. And, you know, we are all activating each other. So sometimes you just show up and then there's all these sisters and you're like, wow, I feel like I know all of you. <laughs> So, okay, so I, I would love for you to tell us about creating a goddess temple. Okay, yeah. First of all, for clarification, I held uh, the Avishah goddess temple, uh, bridging Avalon and Shasta in Mount Shasta for nine years. And it actually went to rest. It's no longer in the physical, but of course, I definitely go back to Shasta and offer programs and, and tours and connect in there. Also, my beautiful sister, Yeshia Matthews, is holding the goddess uh, temple of Mount Shasta now. So you can check her out there on a more regular basis. And I, uh, eight years ago, moved to Ashland, Oregon to open the goddess temple of Ashland. And I am the founder and the director right now, but I also had many midwives support me, 19 total at the very beginning. And my beautiful co-director, Jumana Sophia, uh, for years, she's no longer my co-director. She's holding her mystery school. Uh, and now I've been so blessed with Laura Carmody, who stepped in when Jumana went in a different direction. And I, the, the 19 women who came forth, it was really clear, you know, of course, in all my work, Jamie, I, I, I just simply listen, you know, and like many of us on this path, you know, like you're just, you're nudged. It comes in the dream time. It comes in the meditation. It comes in, you know, your morning practice or when you're driving and randomly you're like, oh my God, I have to do this. And if I don't do it, I, it will be like really painful. <laughs> you know? like, so I just better do it. <laughs> and so, yeah, eight years ago, it came through so strong uh, with a series of events that were totally directed by my daughter. I have an amazing, beautiful, uh, she just turned 23 this weekend. Uh, incredible daughter who is also like completely raised in the goddess and she like the, the tradition of she and she just was like so clear like that she was complete with Mount Shasta and that she was either going to France or to Ashland and whoa like lots and lots of stories there that I'd love to share with anybody at another time how like we fully got to Ashland but it happened 
And we were gifted. Uh, the Jackson Wellsprings is a, a, an incredible place that is warm mineral springs. Uh, loads of springs in Ashland, all over Ashland, but specifically at the Jackson Wellsprings. Uh, it's an, an event center and a retreat center and uh, ongoing class center and swimming pool and the, and and sauna and steam room and jacuzzi like this whole place right and then they have like they're on over 30 acres and I came and said to the owner you know like I come to you with this experience and this vision this is what's real for me you know can it be here and he literally said like we've been praying for the goddess where do you want your temple like, could you imagine the red carpet, like, rolling out like that so clearly? I was like, okay. Uh, we walked the land, and it was actually my beautiful sister, Ruth Rhiannon, who holds, uh, she is our main priestess temple decorator amongst a million other incredible things. She's an incredible mom, an ODC dance instructor, and more. Uh, and she was the one who chose our space in the back meadow. And I, I was a little bit, honestly, like, oh my gosh, you know, like a lot of work, a lot of work was needed because that was an area of the property that was not a lot of attention was given to. And so to be able to call forth community and these 19 priestesses that came forward at the beginning of this whole adventure and the, just the amount of seba, selfless service over the last eight years is, is huge, absolutely huge. And so now what we have is this beautiful sanctuary that has a geodesic dome gifted to us from Asha Deliverance of Pacific Domes, like amazing. We have a red tent and a moon lodge gifted to us from Peter Belt of Red Sky Shelters in Asheville, North Carolina. We have gardens. We have a big, beautiful stage. We have a ceremonial immersion pool, like a proper mikvah. Totally, all, just like, you know, loads of work and like so beyond worth it, you know, so incredibly worth it to have a place that people could come and play and pray as thou will. That like the door of the dome opens in the morning and it closes at night and you are welcome to come and do it the way that you pray, the way that you play. The way people come and they play music, people come and they sleep, people come and read books, people come and have picnics with their children, people come and do uh, first blood initiations for their teenagers for the first moon time, people come and have uh, weddings, people come and have uh, meetings like business meetings. I mean, it's incredible. It is a community activation center, the whole Wellsprings, but specific in the back meadow for those people who really attune to the energies of the goddess, who really understand uh, also the devotion to the elements. We're an elemental temple. We blossom at spring. 
and we rest after Samhain. We listen to the lamb. We listen to the deva realm. What is, what is happening? What is happening? You know, what is happening seasonally? And so that's another really wonderful model that I highly suggest. I wrote a book, Raising Goddess Temple, that Jumana and my former husband, Tony Corsini, also added to, to give it a, a little extra spark. And uh, with gorgeous graphic design by Shelly uh, Sageheart, who like, uh, wait till you see the, how she brings each page so alive. Um, oh, actually, I just made a mistake. It is da uh, Davin Infinity who did the graphic design for my Raising a Goddess Temple. And it's Shelly who did the graphic design for all my other guidebooks. Uh, but both of them are by far my favorite. And that's why I chose both of them because they really understand my sense of beauty. Like they really understand how to communicate through, uh, through the, the graphic design, like what I'm trying to say uh, so that you could like literally just like flip through and be amplified by the gorgeous artwork on every page. And just like, and yeah, sure, like use the resources of my words too on top of it. But like really, really, uh, it's, it's just, um, I feel like it, it's a collage of uh, expression of how easy it is to raise a goddess temple. You know, like, and, and I've been helping Tempio della Grandea in Rome, Italy. Oh my gosh. Maya Vassalo and her beautiful husband, Diago, have like this, another like gorgeous temple in Rome, Italy, right? Like Rome, Italy. Yeah. The first goddess temple, you know, that's recognized in over 2000 years. The same thing, you know, with the goddess temple in Glastonbury. Like it's been like over 2000 years that we have been able to raise goddess temples and then be attended and then be loved and adored in safe places to come and pray. It's really beautiful. That is really beautiful. That's just, you know, it's just a comment on the suppression, the repression for so long. So another thing that is coming, um, that is coming up again are, are the red tents. So yeah. menstrual huts, the red tent experience, and I'm gonna have you speak on that in just a moment. But um, yes, the moon lodge, yes, for sharing about our the blood mysteries and the wisdom of our wombs and connecting with each other as women. Um, but that I feel like, well, it all goes together, but that's the biggest part of it is women connecting with each other as women. We've been separated from each other in ways for so long. Um, so that is, that is also why we are having uh, a red tent priestess activation because we're also going to experience the red tent and sharing with each other in the red tent. So you've had so many years of offering moon lodges and red tents. Um, tell us, what is a red tent? Yes, well, I was raised in New York, right? Um, being raised in New York in the 70s and 80s, I, yeah, there was, there was no connection to my womb or my blood or to sisters, like at 
all. I always hung out with the guys. Um, the girls were always jealous of me. Uh, when I got my period, I was pissed. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm a dancer. How am I going to be able to do this? You know, like my mother had hemorrhaged when she was very young with her moon time and, and had really challenging moons my whole childhood. So all I could imagine, and also like raised in that consciousness that like, oh, if that, if that happens to your mother, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. You know, thank the goddess I've removed myself out of that consciousness and know that I'm actually like sovereign in my own being. And I don't have to take on my mother's story or anybody else's story for that matter. But at that time where I was, you know, like, oh, uh, it was like, oh, you know, how, oh, uh, <laughs> all of it, you know, and it was literally not until I was in my 20s and I was close friends with a priest of Isis who introduced me to the idea that my blood was sacred, that there were ways to catch my blood and feed it to nature as an offering back for the beauty and grace that I could bleed three to five days and not die, right? That I could have this gift of fertility, that I could have this gift of shedding and reclaiming every month, that I could go through a full cycle of the whole wheel of birth all the way to death, all the way to rebirth again, Every month was this like shocking experience to, to, and, and then when I began to share this with other women on Grateful Dead tour, at rainbow gatherings, um, at sister circles that they weren't even called sister circles, then they were, I, I, we were just like gathering, you know, and then it would turn into like getting deep about like how sacred our womb is, uh, that I, 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 it was just like, whoa, I need to just start bringing this more and more and more. And I was finding in the places that I was living at that time that there was a bit of resistance, you know, and I was finding that me working with teenagers, especially as a dance instructor, that this was a wonderful way, you know, to start at an early place helping these young women know how holy their body, body as temple, body as temple, that whole concept, like is still rather new as well, globally, right? Um, and so I also really want to honor Aurora Thetera, who brought our red tent to like Laura, specifically trained with Aurora Thetera, and she is a spirit daughter of mine. And I had the bliss of after all the years of me leading, uh, you know, moon lodges in my way, taking her our red tent training at our goddess temple where she offered it when she was in Ashland. And uh, she really brought also to the whole Facebook family and YouTube, you know, she was like doing these really outrageous videos of like, 
total raw, like blood painted face and, and doing blood art and, you know, really going for it. She had a tremendous amount of bravery and courage on this path. Uh, and then also did a tour that awakened many to, um, this training that I really, really respect and hold her very dear to my heart. Uh, where what happened for me is um, after years of holding the blood, then when I became a mom, then I got very involved in uh, being a midwife assistant, doula, you know, um, teaching childbirth education, teaching conscious parenting, you know, I kind of went that route. And then, you know, and again, this brings us back to the, all the thresholds as priestess, being able to bring the sacred and facilitate and officiate those sacred rites of passage. So, you know, you'll find this as you grow yourself. Okay, many of us uh, as priestesses might choose not to have children. It doesn't mean that you don't know how to parent, you know, like, like conscious parenting comes, you know, like from that place within you of like conscious communication, <laughs> you know, it was like basically conscious communication. I feel a deep concern, Jamie, uh, regarding our alternative culture, uh, because we have, uh, you know, a lot with the new age culture as well, where we have a lot of mamas who can emasculate their young boys by where the, the boys just wanting to be boys, you know, and, and having this like uh, testosterone energy, this what we call masculine, you know, I am careful because we have so much gender fluidity in our world right now, you know, but there's like this place of where like, I see a lot of young boys like wanting to be in that like warrior aspect and, and wanting to, to be a little bit rough. And then these moms, these super spiritual moms, you know, just being like, Oh no, calm down. No, you can't do that. Da, 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 da. You know, and just like, okay, where is the energy getting to be expressed and then, okay. Like putting them in front of TVs and, and computers and doing all the gaming and all of that, you know, like where, where, like, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm at a place of just going like, okay, like how, 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 how can we create these sanctuaries for the young girls to come and understand the sacredness of their womb and the young boys to come and understand the sacredness of their lingam, you know, of their want. We have like, okay, teaching the girls their womb as temple and teaching the boys their lingam as sacred wand. You know, and how do you <laughs> wield that wand, <laughs> you know, and for the young girls, like, okay, what is like, what are you allowing to sit at the inner sanctum, the altar, the inner sanctum of your womb temple, right? And then this all appears, it all like comes out in kind of crazy ways during our moon time and our like, how are we experiencing our moon time? How are we treating our moon time? What's going on hormonally with us? Uh, and, and then of course, then it moves into sex, right? You know, and when we gather in red tent, questions like these are addressed and shared collectively because we're all teachers there. You know, yes, there's the, the, the group of us 
that are the facilitators, but we are the, we are holding the container, right? We're creating the safety for the discovery and the, the peeling back the layers. What happens with our moon time, right? Layers of our uterus, our layers are shedding. Like, so what is shedding emotionally? What no longer serves every month? we get to go into what no longer serves and what are we ready to claim? What can we compost? What can we offer to the dragon lines of the earth? Right? What can we like feed in just like composting for our garden? What, you know, what grows the best gardens is the darkest, funkiest. (laughs) No compost, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, like, what can we give away and what can we stand strong in? We like to have our gatherings at new moons, right? But what, is the, what do we do at the new moon? We start fresh. It's a, it's, a, it's a new beginning, you know? Yeah. Clean slate. I love the new moons for that. I would like to um, tell everybody where to find you. And then there's, um, there is an incredible uh, program that you're going to be teaching in Guatemala next year, which mm-hmm. is on priestessing the nine veils. And I would love for you to share with us about that, about um, how we can find you and how, um, okay. tell us about that. Okay, so you can simply find me either by visiting the Goddess Temple of Ashland in person from April 15th till November 3rd, or you can go to my website, Priestess Grail, and you spell my name G-R-A-E-L-L dot com. You also can find me on Facebook uh, and as well, I have some pages on Facebook as, other than my personal one. I have Priestess Grail and uh, Priestesses and Knights of the Goddess and also Grail Classes. Uh, we also have the Goddess, um, it's uh, goddesstempleashland.com and we, let's see. I think that's enough ways. Uh, I do apologize if I don't get back to you right away. My goddess, you would not believe how many messages I get a day. <laughs> so uh, please forgive me on that. But uh, you could definitely see what I'm doing for sure and register with me uh, through and, and purchase my guidebooks. You know, like I have a store and a shop on my, um, on my website, priestessgrail.com. And this uh, March, the whole month of March, 22-day training, I and Laura feel very strongly about primal priestessing. And we chose uh, a beautiful space called Shikana Atitlan uh, that is on the lake, Lake Atitlan, Lago Atitlan in Guatemala in Central America. And we feel really pleased. I uh, have been there before and I'm so excited to return back home again. Another super, super sweet, sweet, sweet space. If you uh, connect with uh, the Arcturians, I highly recommend that you visit Lago Atalan. 
And what will be happening there is we will be specifically working on midwifing the veils of the nine thresholds that I already shared about those powerful thresholds. And as a priestess, really um, getting a start on what it is to priestess those nine thresholds. Um, this is a bit of an intro because if you know anything about those nine thresholds, there's years and years of study that you can do for every one of them. And so, yeah. And we also are working on uh, beginning a priestess college at the Goddess Temple of Ashland uh, in Oregon. And so this is a really great way to start with your priestess college, like start first with my guidebooks uh, that I have online and that are ridiculously affordable. Uh, and you can check that all out on my page. Um, and on top of that, that's a really good baseline to know about how to work with me and what I love to share. And then doing the midwifing the veils in Guatemala and then wanting to continue on with Priestess College would be a wonderful way to spend your next three years. <laughs> if you're looking for something to dedicate to for the next three years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're chop wood carry water priestesses. We like to be barefoot. We like to paint with our blood. We like to be at the fire. We like to sing. We like to drum. We like to be really raw. We like to be authentic. We like to be like full on, uh, radically honest. Um, and we also like to just like love. Like we are, we really, really, really love to love. And I don't know how else to explain that other than we come from such a pure place in our hearts that like want, we want to help you birth your authentic self. You know, that's what we care about. That's what we really, really care about is, is meeting you at your heart bridged with your womb. And as a woman, with a womb, when I experience that kind of pure connection with a sister, there's nothing else I really want to be doing. And to be able to do that for 22 days on a holy lake. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to the life of priestess. I'm definitely coming to that. So Grail will be here in December at the Red Tent Priestess Activation on the new moon of December 7th and December 8th and December 9th. We will be having uh, juicy transmissions from her every day and um, we'll all get to be in circle together and uh, she'll, yeah, she'll be bringing her magic here. And thank you so much, Grail. And thank you so much for being you and for the work that you're doing. You're such an inspiration. Um, love you so much. I love you, Jamie. Thank you for being open to what I have to share. Thank you for creating and doing all the technology that it took to bring this to the people <laughs> out there. And I am super honored and really respect you for the bravery that you have 
to become a red tent facilitator, for you to bring it to Los Angeles in the way that you're bringing it and how beautifully organized the event is and is uh, that we're moving into. That is just going to be exactly what we all need. Thank you so much, Grail. And thank you to everyone watching. I'm just going to like go over here to the Facebook page. Okay. Um, okay, we're all good. So blessed be, blessed be everyone. Thank you for listening. And uh, thank you again so much, Grail. Love you so much. And I will see you soon. Till we meet again. Till we meet again. Oh.